and a warm welcome to all of you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Conversations with Michael. We hope you're enjoying this holiday season in whatever way you choose to celebrate it. And here at Ancient Wings, it's become a tradition for us to present an end of the year, or should we call it an end of our story message, as we say goodbye to 2021 in the next month and enter another exciting year on this planet. So when I asked Michael if he could give me a title for 2022, he said he would call it more, just the word more, which to him meant more of everything from our human family, more drama, more resistance, and as well, more of our soul's presence, more creativity, more joy. So I'm looking forward to what unfolds here, both in my own reality and within the collective consciousness of humanity, because it's grown a little interesting, almost fun to watch, to see what unfolds here before our eyes every single day. So we are, of course, streaming live here on Facebook, on our YouTube and Vimeo channel, and most of you are watching on our website, all from our home studio in the gorgeous and beautiful Willamette Valley of Oregon, which today it's sunny and cold, wherever you call home. We hope all is well inside of your own creation. Let's take a deep breath. Last month, Michael asked us, are we really paying attention to what is really going on inside of you? Because these are not ordinary times. Far from it. It feels like the beginning of something extraordinary. Actually, the energy reminds me of my time living in the desert on the Papago Indian Reservation almost 50 years ago. Many of us were feeling at that time that something new was brewing in the air, something truly profound, because a change was needed. It was time for a change. While living in the desert, I would wake up while lying in my sleeping bag in the middle of the night just to gaze at the incredible beauty of the stars above me. I didn't know what time it was and I didn't care. But eventually, I crawled out of my sleeping bag to witness Every morning, the sun slowly rising in the east. I woke up to the birds welcoming another new day as they begin to announce to all of life, it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. I was just awestruck by the incredible array of colors reds, oranges, and yellows that were all around me. 
And much to my surprise, without trying, my thoughts just seemed to disappear. It was truly a magical experience for a 19-year-old young man. I experienced the beauty of being in the moment for the first time without knowing anything about it. I found myself literally transported to a timeless reality, one that I later discovered doesn't exist inside of our thoughts or our emotions. I discovered that by going beyond the thinking process, I was able to perceive an alternate reality simply by sitting alone in the desert with not a care in the world. That experience inspired me to explore what I was feeling, to explore what I was perceiving, what I was seeing. And if that shy but very passionate young man had known at that time where those explorations would eventually take him here, streaming in front of a computer, well, more than likely, more than likely, my thinking process would have questioned my sanity. The newness, the innocence of those times, they remind me a lot of what I'm feeling here today, right now, as if this cycle this lifetime has come full circle. Years later, I now understand the importance of what Michael meant when he said to only share the overflow of what you have first allowed into your own life. To only share the overflow of whatever you have first allowed to be in your life. We're going to explore that, among other things, what that really means during the upcoming iSpirit 2 course. We have a limitation on the class size of those courses, but we're going to keep it open for a little while longer. Well, because I'm not the only one who is feeling that something extraordinary, truly extraordinary, is beginning to unfold. And we are all at the forefront of that. It now requires of all of us to stay in receivership of our own energy as these energies continue to expand and to grow sharing the overflow of what you're already receiving for yourself is a blessing to this planet. You're not being selfish. If your family, friends, co-workers and neighbors, they're getting the leftovers, it's appropriate 
Because if you're not filling your life up with your own presence, your own energy, well, self-love can look really selfish if you're not willing to compromise or sacrifice your own energy in service to others and then call that love. And what have we discovered, my friends, over all these years? We've discovered sympathy is not love. In fact, it tends to disrespect the sovereign nature that exists inside of us all. In my own relationship with Michael, I've never asked what's in it for me when I agreed to be of service to these teachings. It took a while for Robert to really find his place inside of a, such a multifaceted presence. But once he got the hang of it, we've never looked back. How's that going with all of you? Have you embraced that sweet spot inside of you? That place that has no issues, no concerns, no worries, no doubt. Does it feel to you, to your human part, does it feel real? Because to most of humanity, it's not. It's but wishful thinking. Most humans would say you're being actually irresponsible for believing in such a thing, such a fairy tale. And perhaps it is to that part of us. So what do we do about that? How do we get comfortable existing inside a drama-free zone while living on this planet? Well, for the last 30 or so years, that has been my primary service to all of you. Helping your human part get comfortable being with another part of you. One that embrace both the being and doing parts as divine versions of itself. And if it would help, if it would help any of you, feel free to pitch a tent in a quiet place close to nature and just observe the beauty all around you as a witness, not as a thinker. So let's begin today's conversation by taking that collective deep breath and allow the presence of your soul to now be at the front of your life. What does that mean? 
being at the front of your life means that you are feeling that most predominantly, the presence of your soul, more than anything else that's going on in your life. Deep, deep breath. This presence, for the most part, doesn't exist in your thoughts or in any of those human emotions. So we get it. It's a bold choice to stop your internal dialogue long enough to actually feel such a pure state of consciousness. And yes, perhaps it is easier as an innocent teenager to experience this than as a well-trained or conditioned adult. I get it, but it's still possible. I've seen it firsthand in service to a lot of you that are watching today. By shifting your allegiance to the thinking process just long enough to experience the bliss from feeling no issues, no concerns, no doubts. All of that becomes real when your human part allows your soul to now exist in the front of your life. But what does that really mean? Well, from my experience, it means that you allow your soul to reclaim these physical vessels as their own. After all, it was your soul that incarnated. Or have some of those thoughts inside of you tried to convince you it was the human part who birthed itself into this reality? Interesting. If that were true, why can't your human identity remember anything prior to this lifetime? Let's take another deep breath. saying goodbye to our old story. A lot of us got seduced by a variety of stories that are based on feeling separate from this presence. The amazing part for my human identity was realizing that my soul didn't need Robert's permission to re-enter this body. It didn't really need my permission to speak on behalf of its own state of consciousness. It didn't need my permission to do anything. And yet it waited and waited and waited until I, Robert, now as an adult, was willing to allow it to be a part of my day-to-day -day reality. My soul waited a very long time for me to allow it to speak. 
And at first, we called that channeling. Robert loved that term because it allowed Robert to still feel in control. And then we realized that everyone is already channeling for their human identity and calling it real. Is it time, my friends, to stop channeling and start speaking for the part of us that incarnated into these physical bodies? That part of us that knows what was happening inside their own reality before it incarnated. My human part discovered that when it denies or resists such an incredible invitation, we just get pulled into a variety of energies that once again support feelings separate from our soul. Perhaps some of you have been feeling that big time this year. Indeed. But even when we do allow the soul to be present, those collective energies that feed on doubt, that feed on worry and concern, they continue to float around and through us. So it's really, really important to acknowledge what you're feeling, but you don't need to own it. Just because you're feeling it, don't take it personally. Accepting whatever you're feeling allows those energies to just keep on floating by without getting attached to your body, without getting attached to your own energy. Those of you that have been following our work over the years, you know we use the word orgasmic quite a bit to describe our relationship with the soul. It actually was a term that was shared with Coca and myself almost 25 years ago while attending a series of Tantra workshops. And I almost forgot to give my thanks to my partner, my lover, my best friend Coca for volunteering as well to be of service to these teachings and service to me too because it serves her. It's not a compromise. It's not a sacrifice. I actually couldn't do this without her support. So 25 years ago, we went to a series of Tantra workshops that were designed to help us to experience a deeper sense of intimacy and trust with ourself. And what we discovered was that the primary tantric relationship is actually between the human self and your soul. Amazing. It has nothing to do with sexuality. If, however, you also want to become a better lover, well, we first need to know how it feels to love ourselves. So many of you 
have spent so much time and energy developing that relationship with you. And some of you are still wondering and still asking, how do I love myself? And if we wanted to feel more joy in these workshops, we were invited to live a more orgasmic life. That sounds really good. But we also discovered it's actually very, very rare to embrace that beautiful energy called orgasm and then to allow those free flowing energies to circulate throughout your entire body, throughout your entire life. Look around you, my friends. Can you feel how far removed this human family has become from what we consider to be your natural state of being orgasmic? Indeed. So imagine your soul. Imagine your soul as being the most respectful, sensitive, and passionate lover you have ever experienced. It doesn't have any agenda related to lovemaking, to your soul, extracting energies from your partner would be a sin. With your soul present, your human identity is completely accepted just as it is. When was the last time any of you experienced that with another human being? Indeed. So once you allow your soul to share these feelings with your human parts, that primary experience between your human and soul is now reflected back to you in all of your experiences as a human being, including all of your relationships, which kind of feels to your human part like an ongoing, never-ending orgasm. And at this point in your life, you realize it's truly your movie, your story, your own creation. And if you're like me, it took a while to fully trust that Robert was loved completely just as I am by my soul, Kethra. And as Kethra, thank you, Robert, for allowing me to speak. I knew I didn't need Robert's permission to experience being human. But what kind of lover would I be if I were to force my presence upon him? 
That kind of lover takes what they want just because they think they can. You've all tasted that. As Kethra, I'm feeling into the energy of all of you who are watching today's show for this grand end of the year or end of your own story message. And what am I feeling inside of some of you? Not all of you, but some of you. A deep longing from your human part. A longing to be embraced. A longing to experience some kind of relief. Relief from what, my friends? Well, from the pain of being human. This part of you that has endured so much, so much discomfort, so much pain, some of that has manifested as a physical disease. And without the awareness of this presence called your soul, well, life becomes something you just learn to tolerate. You shut down just to survive. Boredom and drama become the new norm. And you become very, very mental. And then your life ends up being managed by the part of you that doesn't know what it was experiencing prior to this lifetime. Most of you have already gone through what you needed to experience to set that free. Thank you. Thank you. So embracing an orgasmic life, yes, offers the very relief you're looking for. But it comes with one or two requirements. First, there must be this willingness inside of you to truly be a lover of life. Remember those series of classes? Some of our favorites. No matter what reality you call home, starting with your own life. Unlike your human parts, your soul won't spend any time criticizing your story for all your faults and failures. So I, Kethra, deeply appreciate Robert's willingness to allow me to sit in the captain's chair of this physical vessel called a human body. As a teenager, he experienced, while living in the desert, some of the benefits from not doing anything. It was, and still is, incredibly fulfilling. Just look at how you're doing part is still trying to get a taste of that. 
by doing more, by doing different things. So it takes a lot of courage to let go of the steering wheel, the trust in something that can't be seen for the most part by your human eyes. But for most of you watching today's episode, if you were to look in the mirror, you can now clearly see who's looking back. I, Kethra, am not here to take Robert's life from him. I am simply relieving him of the enormous responsibility of being a conscious creator of your own experience. Your human part by itself isn't capable or even qualified to accept such a responsibility. It's cruel. It's abusive. Oh, it has tried. And the side effects from that? Well, for the most part, all of that underlying tension, the stress that you feel almost every single day around you, sometimes within you, is a byproduct of trying to do something that the human can't. You carry the weight from such a responsibility in ways that can make it almost impossible to truly enjoy life, your life. We aren't referring to all those superficial endeavors that are based in power games, starting by trying to control your own heart. Take a deep breath. Some of who we are speaking to here today aren't yet present. <laughs> so we... <laughs> We look into the future timeline and see others that will be exploring, others that will be looking, others that need to be spoken in that way, spoken to. All this is changing, my friends. What Robert didn't expect from me was that all is forgiven, everything, all the resistance, everything. It really doesn't matter to your soul what your story is. And with my presence here, Robert barely remembers any of it. Another deep breath. In our last conversation, beloved Michael spoke at length about all the games your human part has been playing in relationship with your soul. Do you remember what he shared? Okay, some of you do. Very good. If you don't, go back and, and watch that. It was really good. It was a reminder. We talked about why it is so important at this time for your human part to allow what it yearns to experience. And what is that? Relief. Relief from the discomfort, but in a new way. 
Because these, my friends, are not ordinary times we are living in. Creation is about to take another quantum leap. Your soul is here representing itself as a sovereign creator. And how does that fit into the bigger picture? Well, imagine for a moment the original self exhaling, but in slow motion, setting countless parts of itself free. And if you were to measure that in time, such an exhale has lasted for eons, eons. Yes, we know the original self's lung capacity is, is just truly awesome. But during that exhale phase, a lot of beings almost forgot how it feels to inhale. Feel into that. Ah. But you're feeling it now, aren't you? The great inhale. Being in receivership. Allowing, allowing, and allowing again. Very good. Very good. I am here today on behalf of all the humans who consciously invited her soul to be a part of this experience many years ago. Or would it be better to say many lifetimes ago? Most of you here today are in the integration stage. It's perfect, just as it is. And I am also here on behalf of all these souls, many of which are my friends, who are still waiting for part two of the invitation. Part two would be to be allowed into the body, knowing that this is the time all of us have been waiting for, coming back to our divine nature. Let's take another deep breath. Because there have been a variety of very ancient prophecies that declared that the times we are living in represent something really unique. An end of a cycle. This is it, my friends. This is it. You're living in it. If you have no interest in the human soul experience, then nothing makes sense on this planet right now as we speak. But for those of you that invited your soul, you have discovered or are about to experience that an orgasmic life is indeed your natural state. But to the human part, perhaps it's still scratching its head a little bit. Perhaps it wonders, how in the world, Kethra, can I go to work, maintain a relationship with my children, 
my husband or wife or any of my friends. If I'm walking around feeling orgasmic about my life. Besides, your human part still isn't very comfortable with this thing called an orgasm. It became such a mystery to a lot of you, so you just denied yourself the experience altogether. In part two of our Sacred Life series, we share how to experience a full-body energy orgasm without relying on any of your sexual organs. For most men, they haven't been taught the difference between an orgasm and ejaculation. So how does a human being experience the free-flowing energies of an orgasmic life? What have you discovered? Well, you discovered from your human perspective, you can't do this alone. You can't do it by yourself. But you can allow that divine part of you to share that very presence with you. So isn't the real problem all about letting go of control. Control of what? Relying on the thinking process for your guidance and support. Another deep breath. As Robert discovered Maybe your soul doesn't resonate with any of your current friends, even your children, your husband or wife. Maybe your soul finds your job just as boring as you do. So letting go of control actually means letting go of a boring but very well-managed life. A life, however, that has a lot of company. So you can spend a lot of time and energy trying to make your own story more exciting or, or if excitement is what you're truly looking for, if you want a lover that can truly match your own passion, if you want to experience how effortless it feels to be in receivership, reclaiming a true joy for living, then all of this is but a breath away, waiting for your human part to allow it to be in your life, one breath at a time. You see, from my experience as Kethra, your sexuality promised to offer the most passionate experience as a human being. But without the heart in your soul, it lacks the true feeling of joy. It's been reduced to a form of releasing tension. You substituted the joy for guilt and shame. An orgasmic life then became sinful. 
Shame on you, humanity, for turning the divine part of you into that. And by doing so, you trapped yourself inside a cosmic collective story that has been stuck for eons. So what can I do as Kethra to get you to finally relax into the bosom of your soul? Well, we invited you to breathe consciously and to pay attention to what you're breathing. Robert became infatuated with breathing as a young man. He was amazed how the energy would shift every single time just from breathing. At the same time, he wasn't conscious that all that conscious breathing was also allowing myself and Michael to be a part of his life. All that breathing serves what? The choice to stop relying on your thinking process and begin to feel life as you have never experienced it before. Let's do that right now. Let's take that collective deep breath and allow that divine soul-filled presence, that orgasmic life to be a part of your breathing, to be a part of your physical body, to be a part of your life. And what if some of you notice why you breathe that in? It triggered something in your carbon-based cells, did it not? It offered another opportunity for the physical body to be in a state of grace. Your breathing invited the light body to be a part of this physical experience with you. Lifetime after lifetime, all of you have sat in front of a variety of different teachers, a variety of different guides. All of them invited you to spend some quality time doing what? Just breathing. It's not new. It's actually very simple. And perhaps that's the problem. Not a lot of drama connected to breathing. But oh, does it feel good. And, and, if you're not only serving yourself as a conscious breather, you're serving your human family with your own radiance. You're not only serving yourself as a conscious breather, you're serving your human family as well, just with your radiance. Very good. Very good. Just as others have inspired your own life. I see thousands of human beings as I speak, all waiting for the next big leap all being encouraged by a variety of different teachers and groups to do what? How do you take that next leap? 
you stop doing life. Just stop doing life. Hit the pause button in your own story and feel what is truly going on inside of you. You see, my friend, your soul got your invitation a long time ago, loud and clear. Is now a good time, dear human, to allow this presence to support a new way of being human. At the end of today's stream, Michael is offering to stand right next to all of you for as long as you like, just breathing with you, not for you, with you, while sharing his own light acting as a witness to this grand reunion between you, the human, and your soul. All the human need do is breathe. It really is that simple. Now, Robert in the background declares it might sound simple to your soul, but to this human part, one that has been following all those thoughts and emotions for most of your life, not so easy to disconnect from what has been defining your identity all these years. It's not so easy to stop that internal dialogue long enough to feel who you also are. Not so easy to stop reacting to what appears to be outside of you. And he's right. My advice, why not accept all the support that is being freely offered as we speak to help make this transition a little smoother? You don't need to do this alone. You don't. Perhaps the biggest shift happens when you stop talking about your soul. That's right. That's right. As if it exists somewhere out in the stars. Could this be the time you start talking as your soul? By trusting in the energy you're feeling? During this lifetime, Robert needed tangible evidence that I, Kethra, do indeed exist. I invited him to listen and feel into my own wisdom using the voice of a human being, not as a channeled message, but as the one who has always existed. Over all these years, Robert's life indeed has been turned upside down, but in hindsight, he says he would do it all over again just to experience my presence as he is now. We know some of you get stuck because you don't know the name of your soul. So we recommend that you skip all the drama 
trying to find it, it will just come to you as easy as feeling the rays of the sun on your face. A warm glow inside of you will appear, perhaps using the human language, but more than likely it will use the language of the heart. Offering a feeling, perhaps an image, that relates to your true name. Don't be so concerned about it. Robert still calls himself Robert in front of the rest of humanity, even though he knows he is Kethra and Mikael. Going forward, there comes a time in your life when the integration does indeed become complete. For whatever reason, your resistance just starts to fade. You begin to feel more and more a very familiar energy. And if this energy feels good to you, there's a reason for that. It's because it is you. You start to identify with this energy as being you too. What does that do almost immediately? It brings your human self relief. It offers your humanity relief. My friend, your days of channeling for a very old cosmic story, what well, starts to fall away. Your days of channeling for your human part in calling that you, that too begins to fall away. Could it be? Could it really be happening to you, you might ask? There are no bolts of lightning. You don't hear a voice from the heavens. But there you are emerging from this dream that had you forgetting who you really are to your human part. Your soul feels like you're being touched by an angel. This same touch has brought many to their knees, thinking that some God out there was speaking to them. But it simply is you your soul, the one who did indeed incarnate into this human experience. In my relationship with Robert, it's been a little more intense for him, simply because he said yes to Michael's invitation to co-teach with him. Your soul represents itself as a sovereign identity it knows it is also part of its own oversoul or what Michael calls the eternal self. Reclaiming your multifaceted nature will help to free yourself from this mental construct of a reality by allowing your soul to be you too.
You go beyond all the theories, all the concepts that support such an embodied human soul experience. Now it is you and your soul that share all those mundane activities with Robert's permission. I too now know the pleasures of sitting in a dental chair, shopping for groceries, taking a shower, swimming in a river, climbing a mountain, ah, and making love. Over the years, instead of Robert controlling our perception of reality, He allowed me to see through these human eyes with him. And what I see is beauty all around me. There was a time that Robert insisted that I'm too naive. He would insist that I'm not really seeing what is really happening on this planet. Of course I see the abuse the disrespect for other life forms. But I also see my beauty reflected back to me. I also see something emerging alongside all of that. It is just as real as what your human self has known. Because what we have created offers hope during this time of intense and incredible transformation. In a way, there is no longer any support for what has been. If it didn't allow consciousness to be a part of it, and for those that embrace the heart of creation, as all of you do, well, that is welcome news. But for others, not so good. As Kethra, my work with all of you will always include the presence of Mikael, Michael. But I offer a slightly more personal slant. Together, we are inviting all of you to join us. No, we don't mean you need to participate in ancient wings, although you're welcome to if that speaks to your heart. We invite you to join us with the presence of your soul, initially with your energy, but over time with your voice. Let's take a deep breath there. Because these are not ordinary times. They are extraordinary. With the potential to give birth to indescribable beauty. Unlike anything any human being has ever witnessed. You didn't come here to live an ordinary life. You can feel it in your heart. When you try to return to what has been, when you try to turn your back on this extraordinary opportunity, 
Something inside of you lights a fire from within. By inviting your soul, by allowing this divine presence to be a part of this human experience, you awaken the sacred flame. That flame has been simmering inside of you for ages. In ancient times, you were the ones that could foresee the very potentials you are experiencing right now. During those times, it all felt like a dream, a vision into the great unknown. So with Michael by my side, I, Kethra, welcome your soul to this beautiful planet. You didn't come here to fight another battle. That's the old story. You came here to allow this sacred flame to shine this light upon this planet. I stand tall with my fellow creators and gladly share my radiance as a blessing which gives this human family the opportunity to free themselves from playing follow the leader. That sacred flame, my friends, no longer simmers in the background. It's time for us to reveal who we truly are. Let your light shine as you have never shined before. Because these are the times all of us have been waiting for. Let's bring this session to a close, shall we? By sharing this. When you wake up tomorrow morning, go look in the mirror and ask yourself, If this is the last day of my life here on earth, how would I choose to celebrate such an incredible experience? And if the presence of your soul is at arm's length, just stop. Stop thinking. Allow your beloved into your life. If this was your last day of ever being a human being again, don't miss this opportunity. Take a deep breath and allow your eternal presence into every cell of your carbon-based body, allowing for your light body to begin to emerge. Your light body will transcend all the limitations you have endured and tolerated as they relate to your carbon-based body. It allows you to experience life as a human being within a state of grace. But for that to feel fulfilling and for that to translate into a new state of health, you can't bring your garbage with you. You have to release the old story. You have to stop thinking, 
relying on your thinking process to support you. It's time to let go of all the guilt, all the shame, all the worry, all the concerns, and all the doubt. They are not compatible with your light body. And to those of you that are here today that already made that choice to treat each day like it was the last day of your life and you chose to celebrate it with your soul present, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Such gratitude. All of our blessings to each and every one of you.